Thanks for joining us on the road, Jared. Mm. At the coast. Roadshow. For this uh, this particular episode. And we're going to f- pretty much finalise the Friday the 13th series. Uh, we're going to do part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. I think we haven't... The only one we haven't done now would be Freddy vs. Jason. Is that correct? I don't yeah. believe... You know, I'm Freddy not the best person to ask because I thought we'd done this one, so... <laughs> Don't ask me. I don't believe we have. No. <laughs> so if this is a repeat, it will be quickly deleted. <laughs> no. All right, quickly what we've been watching, Jared. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, season four. I watched the first episode. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. The quality hasn't dipped. And you're correct that, you know, they are... Some of the stories in season three were a bit... They were out there. Yeah. And I don't know whether they were fully looking into the, 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 the really the stuff that we would be interested in. Yeah. This one's come back okay. The first episode was quite good. Something that was I didn't know much about, but it was it was firmly in the WWE, ECW, all that sort of shit. Like we knew we knew of he had the the, the, the pair of them had been involved in those those particular wrestling groups. Yeah. So it, and it was interesting stuff. Yeah. And when we spoke about the end of season three, I went off, you know, limited fucking knowledge, half cocked, and said, "Yeah, I reckon they should wrap it up." And then as soon as I saw the stories in season four, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm looking forward." Back to, in, back I'm in. Looking forward to those. Now you've watched all so, four, yes. So I don't know what's going on with our release schedule, but there's available to us there's four episodes but it's episode one two four and six in the order that we're expecting them to come right so i've watched three of them episodes one two and four in the release order which yeah. is and, and are they all good yeah all pretty solid i enjoyed the doink the clown one the most um, yeah. i think it was a bit of a bit of a loose unit obviously the chris candida and sunny one was quite interesting as well yeah. um and the other one was a story on Barely even heard of, so that one was cool to cool good. to check out as well. So, yeah, good stories coming out again. Good. Uh, the only other... I fucking wish I didn't have to admit this, but I will. No, you don't. Clearly, we we've been down here for an evening, and uh, last night we got a few drinks in after we got here, and we decided to put on the family Stallone, mm. which is uh, Sylvester Stallone and family in a reality TV series. Yeah. Which is six episodes long. So we sat up all night and watched the fucking entire series. Well, you know what? I think we might have. We lost track. We lost but track. It was six to eight. I, I think it was eight episodes. I think it was, okay. <laughs> Whatever it was, yeah. each episode seemed to be similar. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion about who they're dating because he's got three daughters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he. Look, Ray brought this up that. A friend of his had said that Stallone was a bully. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah, look, I don't know if bully's the right term, but he's clearly from an era that carries on with this kind of macho crap about, you know, having to vet boyfriends and all this sort of yeah, fucking yeah. bullshit that goes on. Never highlighted more than when they, you know, pull a prank and suggest that one of the daughters is pregnant. And uh, he fucking... He wigs like out. He's about to fucking kill somebody. Yeah. And then we, you know, just out of interest, we decided to sort of check up how old she probably was at the time of filming. And we were estimating she was 24 when this was going on. 
So I'm sort of sitting there going, what was that all about? Exactly. <laughs> and again, it might be played up. It's reality television. Yeah. played up for cameras and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, I got enough of a sense that he, he's, he comes from a bygone era. Yeah, of Carrying on with this crap about how you... You, you know, you threaten their boyfriends and all this because you're looking out for your daughter. Yeah. When clearly you're just being a fucking wanker. And as I said to you, you get the sense in the show that he fucking thinks he's Rambo. I think... <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that these things that he's accomplished on screen are things that he's actually done. And if he's not Rambo, he's Rocky. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he seems to be living in this fantasy land. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's, there's a part where one of his daughters beats him in a fucking shootout at a shooting range. And then, you know, he starts talking about the, the boxing and me and you kind of looked at each other and said, well, when you asked Dolph Lundgren to hit you, he just about punched your fucking heart out of your body. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> You're not a boxer, mate. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... You know, I love Sylvester. I do. But... But there know, was a hint of... Yeah. You've got to understand some things. There's a hint mate. of hero worship. You, you fucking worship you yourself. Worship yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a bit of that. But, I did get a bit of that. But there were so many strange moments. I mean, seeing Dolph Lundgren in there, but getting nothing more than Dolph sitting there going, <laughs> like, <laughs> about five times. And, and then Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone? Like, what's going on? Uh, yeah. I think we could have cut Frank. Yeah, yeah. Because he came across badly, too. Yeah. The strangest thing for me was Al Pacino. Oh, <laughs> Al looks fucking homeless. <laughs> well... I mean, Weird. if the, if if a paparazzi had taken a photo of us, they would have had um, Sylvester Stallone gives drink to the homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. Pacino looks homeless. Yeah, but it was it, yeah, it was a strange watch because the girls the girls seem you know reasonably nice, well adjusted considering their sort of their status, but they just seem like you know they get up to the similar sort of shenanigans that you see in all sorts of those reality, reality shows. shows. But Sylvester inserts himself in. A number of them. And then sits there and goes, why do I feel like I'm on the real housewives? It's like, well, because you signed up for a season of that, mate. Like, you're basically... (laughs) (laughs) You're one of the housewives, Sylvester. Yeah. Um, Look, I think at the end of the day, and this is not a knock on Sylvester, because he clearly is an actor of his stature. He he made a lot of films. He would have been away for a long time. So he would not have been around a lot. And he does say that. He does say that he, you know... There were times when he was away for months and months on end. Mm. So I think you'll find that his wife's fucking raised those three girls. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, no, I think I know she's done saying. most of the work yeah. in, in that regard. Yep. And uh, it feels kind of artificial. Yeah. He's trying to reinsert himself back <laughs> in. <it's> just <laughs> he keeps dragging Uncle Frank along. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Inappropriate comments. I don't and, know. Again, yeah. I don't know how much of it's legitimate. I mean, I would have liked to get through fucking four episodes without being subjected to Frankie whipping out, you know, this is the end. I was like, oh, God, here we go again. When they go to his concert, <laughs> I was just like, fucking hell, honestly. Yeah. I mean, Frank, I think Frank sees it as a comeback. Yeah. He's yeah. on this show as a comeback. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, he was available whenever, seemingly, for the first <laughs> three to four episodes, and then he just disappears. Yeah. I think maybe he was asked to disappear. I mean, it was an interesting watch. And, and, and yeah. look, I don't know how well it painted Sylvester. I think maybe he should step back from it. Yeah, I mean, he had his usual kind of charming moments, mm. but then he kind of, you know, the family interactions were a little bit odd sometimes. 
The best thing was when he spent fucking 20 seconds with Arnie and Arnie's still <laughs> rocking the charm and yeah, talking about his that was great. donkeys in his office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. it was kind of cool to see those two together. Yeah. Kind of as buddies. It yeah. just, it, it's just, there's something cool about that. Mm. Um, and I like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, just a little bit weird. Look, we probably shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> there was a few drinks last night, so I'm not going to sit here and say that we, we yeah. actually put our efforts into well, watching Well, maybe that's why we're, we can only remember six episodes yeah. out of eight because there's a couple of scenes missing. Yeah, there was a... Oh, no, not quite. Brains. Fucking hell, if I have six beers these nowadays, I'm asleep. <laughs> okay, did you watch anything else? I watched Exists. Hey. I quite liked it. Yeah, I think um, they did a really good job with it. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with it is that the human characters are just so uninteresting. and Yeah. And you it kind of goes a little bit off the fucking reservation at yeah, the end. Yeah, you don't really get on board with them. But in terms of some of the found footage kind of work that they do with fucking Bigfoot, good stuff. There's yeah. some really good stuff in there with the way they shoot it. The first time you see it, yeah, where he's, 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 he's panning across and then you just see it moving in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. He tries to come back to it, but he doesn't see it in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, a number of things like that. When they hit it with the car yeah. and stuff like that, like the bike sequence was The bike sequence was excellent. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. And the monster was done by, is it Weta? Yeah. Weta Workshop? So yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. It actually looks really good. So there's a bit of effort in that. Yep. Uh, and it's done pretty well. Yeah, I was pretty pretty happy with it. One of the better... Bigfoot pictures. better Bigfoot pictures I've come across, yeah. Shit. Which isn't saying a lot. No. <laughs> Anything else? No. 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 All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 1989's Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. New York has a new problem. Rated R. Starts Friday, July 28th at theaters everywhere. Friday the 13th, part 8. Jason takes Manhattan from 1989. Written and directed by Rob Hedden, who also wrote and directed You May Not Kiss the Bride. Classic. It's produced by Randy Sheveldave, who produced a Christmas film that I've seen called Guess Who's Coming to Christmas. It stars um, Nick Lachey's brother. Good. Bet you're happy you watch that one? We watch it every year. Fuck. What's wrong with you? I watch a lot of fucking shit when Christmas falls around. Yeah, but there's a lot of interesting shit you could be watching. (laughs) Is there? (laughs) I haven't seen it. I keep telling you to watch Christmas Eve, but you're watching that shit. Oh, yeah, no, I'll get that this year because I've finally fucking reconnected with Shudder. Okay, it stars Jensen Deggett as Rennie, Scott Reeves as Sean Robertson, Peter Mark Richmond as Charles McCulloch, and Kane Hodder as Jason. Budget was five million bucks. Box office was, I believe, the least successful of all the Fridays at 14 million. And the trivia, this is one was on in the movie database. Most of the cast had a Friday the 13th marathon and watched parts one through seven the day prior to shooting. They were intent on making part eight the best one. Mm. <laughs> Love the optimism. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Uh, I'm going to go out and win, Jared, and say this is neck and neck with part five. It's the absolute worst of the series. Mm. Uh, this is... I've never seen a slasher movie with so many kills that is so boring. Yeah. Um, Jason is the worst he's ever been. He looks terrible. He lumbers around like a fucking big idiot. <laughs> the acting, writing and directing are just bat- bottom of the barrel stuff. <laughs> and the filmmaking is just fucking clueless okay. to what Friday the 13th is even clear about. You love it. Half a star. Half a star. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, I don't know where to go on the stars because I do enjoy, like, even even this sort of stuff and part five, I still get enjoyment out of them. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be fair enough. Like, I was thinking around a two, but I could probably go to a one and a half even. But that's not to say I don't still enjoy watching it. Okay. There's still things about it that I get out of it, but you're right. She's she's pretty boring. Some of the characters are just baffling. <laughs> like anytime there is actually a character, but as you said, there's a, there's a couple of really bad things. You know, when they talk about things becoming fucking parodies of themselves, this one kind of sneaks into that category at, at times with the way that Jason kind of appears somewhere that he just clearly wasn't a second or two before and. You know, fucking seemingly one of one of the great swimmers of our time. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask this question. Is he swimming or is he fucking walking on the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, I'd have to think he was fucking swimming. Where did he learn any of this? I don't know. Well, I remember- he was hanging around Uncle Charles's swimming lessons. So <laughs> In the first film, the fucking bloke couldn't, couldn't swim a stroke. <laughs> Fucking exactly. drowned. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So there's a few questions to be. And then this there. brings some questions into Freddy versus Jason, where you know Freddy's afraid of fire, Jason's afraid of water. Clearly not in this no, film. No, I mean in this one he's just comfortable, extremely comfortable with it. He's comfortable in bodies of water that I wouldn't be dipping in. Like, so yeah, you said one and a half. Yeah, I think one and a half would be would be fair. I can't even remember what I what I gave part five. I think I'd laugh at part five more than I can get fucking laughs out of this one. Mm. So, yeah, it's not a strong entry, that's for sure. No. All right. Straight off the bat, bat likes. Straight off the boat. I've, I've actually got a couple of likes. Yeah, I've, I've got a handful. The Hot Rock Death. Pretty solid. Not bad. Not that was bad. all right. Although, how the boat mistakes Jason for fucking Julius yeah, yeah. is just beyond belief. I mean, the stench coming oh. off Jason it would be something you'd smell from... <laughs> he is fucking dead and waterlogged. You're right. You'd smell him before he actually got on the boat. He could be, like, 100 metres down the fucking hallway. Yeah, yeah. And, and it'd be yeah. like, what's that smell? Yeah, what's that? God. Oh, it's a fucking walking corpse. I reckon the up. whole movie they should have had someone looking at looking at um, <laughs> Rennie's dog going. Yeah. Did that thing? Have I stepped in that thing? <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. He's like having a roll in something before he got on. <laughs> and he's like, no. Good fight today, Julius. And I better work on my left, right, left combat. <laughs> fucking work on it. Yeah. I mean, you get your ass kicked in that moment. Like, <laughs> I'd have been saying. Julius, did you happen to fucking catch a shower yet, mate? Because <laughs> something's a bit, a bit, a bit ripe. 
Something's amiss, Julius. I think you should go and have a shower because fuck. Yeah. I can recommend a good deodorant for you if you like. But that hill itself, which I believe was reshot, mm. I think the original time here, he ended up with darts in his eyes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was reshot, and I think that one actually works okay. Yep. So, the, just in general, the Jason on a cruise ship idea is something I can... You can get behind? I can get behind. I, I think it could have worked a little better than it did. Obviously, separate issue altogether to the New York stuff, which we'll get into, but the idea of being on the cruise ship wasn't necessarily... I don't think that was, that was such a bad thing. Do you subscribe to the theory that you actually just do it on a cruise ship, you don't do New York? That's what a lot of people think, is why... You put your money into doing the cruise ship. Well, weren't they two separate ideas that were approved? Yeah. One was New York, one was do it on a cruise I ship, and then you kind of whipped them together. I think if the case was that your budget was so small that this was the best you could get out of New York, absolutely. You just stick on the cruise ship. Yep. Or you find a different fucking city to go to if New York was that fucking hard. Well, I guess Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake seems to... Head out into the white you blue ocean. You can get anywhere from Crystal Lake. You can go fucking anywhere you want. <laughs> you just get to, you know, a particular waterway that <laughs> get you where you need to go. You get anywhere from Crystal Lake. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I would agree. I don't think the idea is a bad one. No. Taking Jason out of that environment into something a little fresher. Yeah, it would have been more... Fine. I can see why they kind of jumped at it, considering the series was eight films old. Yeah. And I, and I see why they went for New York City. Yep. As an idea. Yep. But... But Jason, in any city, you could have whipped a couple of good ideas out to get get a kill or get people in, in an interesting situation there. If you weren't going to do that, you can still do it with the boat. Now, I don't think they used the boat to its full extent, but that idea was no. not, not the problem of the movie for me. Correct. Okay. Julius. Love him. He's my favourite character. Yeah. He's the only character who shows common sense. Yep. He's the only character that shows any guts. Um, I mean, he regroups everyone and gathers up the weapons, and I really, I do actually like that, you know, school's out, McCulloch, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking... Oh, we don't listen to your shit anymore. Yeah. Like, we, we, we're in trouble. Something's wrong. And do something about your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, did you try and sleep with one of your students? <laughs> That's what I heard on the vibe. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about this later. I haven't seen anything, but I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a tape circulating. <laughs> in those days, it was the Go-Go's tape, uh, Rob Lowe's, oh. McCullough. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the go-go state. <laughs> Fuck. Where'd you get your hands on that? <laughs> um, I can't say I've sorted out. <laughs> I don't think I want to. No. No. What they was doing. And he fights Jason to the death. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene. And that is the only memorable moment in the film, to me. Yeah, it's when he gets his fucking head punched off. Yeah, it's the only real standout that would, would go in a fucking highlights package. People sort of laugh at, 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 at how sort of silly it is. Yeah, and some people hate that. Some people hate that in their fucking Friday the 13th films and their slashes. I'm like, Matt, that's more part six for me. And that's what we needed at that point. Like a yeah. little bit of fucking levity in the situation. And exactly. So I, I was all for that sort of stuff. 
And we can't, I mean, how serious can we take Jason at this point? By this point, this was the third time he'd been reanimated after clearly being confirmed dead. I mean, the first, the first few pictures, there was no kind of, we buried the guy. <laughs> yeah. But this one, part six, we buried him. Six? Part seven. Seven, he's waterlogged and we went <laughs> back to the end. Part eight, he was also waterlogged. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, by this point, a little bit of that sort of stuff is... Of course you can't take it seriously, and I find that that's the, that's the shining moment where they don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And they get a laugh out of it. They get, get a bit bit silly with it, but... In fine. a way, I would have been, I would have much rather, and this is no disrespect to Scott Reeves, because I feel like his character's not given much to do, I would have much rather Julius was the final... the final guy. Hmm. The guy who survived. Yeah. Because I feel like, A, the character's better. B, I think VC Dupree does a pretty good job. I actually think he's quite, he's charismatic. He's, you know, he has the, the minerals to make that character kind of an adversary for Jason. Yeah. But they, I mean, they get away with killing him in the right fashion. Yeah. He's not, I mean, he suffers from what just about all the characters do and that there's not much to him. No. They don't give him a hell of a lot to do, but... Yeah, I think he, he is. He boxes the, well he and the, he stinks. He's the standout memorable one. Yeah. Well, Jason stinks. <laughs> Jason stinks, but his buddy seems to think seems that, to think that Julius is also stinking. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing odd here about the stench that's just come into the, into the bloody room. <laughs> and the last good bit for me was the shot in Times Square. Yeah. Is genuinely kind of cool. Best part to of the movie. see. Jason in Times Square and the whole sort of 360 degree pan shot that they do when they come up out of the... Yeah, it's the best, it's the best kind of, it, it's the it's the, the shot that we waited the whole friggin' movie for. Yeah, and it is genuinely well done. It's genuinely a pretty solid shot there, yeah, and, and good. I love the boombox yes. moment leading up when he kind of lifts the mask and the kid's like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that stuff's good. You got anything else? I do. Oh, shit, here we go. This will be interesting. <laughs> so I do have to give a small amount of credit. You mentioned it with one specific kill, but I've got to give a small amount of credit for at least trying to put Jason in sit- different situations for the kills. Mm. It doesn't always work, but the Julius one is a standout. The the Hot Rocks, as you said, they try a little with the guitar and it doesn't quite pan out for, for those ones, but I at least... Give him some credit for doing something a little different. It's not just, you know, machetes. and machetes. Yeah, they, they kind of, they tried to mix it up a touch and succeeded to a small degree. Yeah, I'll, I'll so take that. I'll give him that. Jason just charging through glass doors is great anytime. Mm. You know, when people mm. fucking pull the door out and sneak through and he just kind of walks behind them instill the same kind of pace and just, boom, and just yeah. crashes through. I, like, I actually love that sort of stuff. Also, Jason on the subway. Again, it doesn't really pay off to the full extent, but it's a hint of what we what we were attempt what, what we thought we were getting for the whole movie. Mm. You know, the first time you saw it, and I'm still not over that. <laughs> but still not over it. But Jason on the subway, you get a bit of that New York vibe, the New York surrounding. You know, mm. and that's an example of you not actually having to fucking be in New York to get that. There was ways to do that. You made a really good point. And I know it's not... We're not in dislikes yet. 
And this kind of falls into a dislike. But well, how about I I'll whip my last one out and okay. then we can get into the dislikes because the last one was um, very minor. I always love a Jason versus Jason or a Jason versus Freddy in those different movies. So, you know, Kenny Kersinger wrestling with Jason. Yes. And then going on to play Jason later on. Yeah. Nice little moment. It's just one of those things that you look back on and sort of enjoy. And he gets a good walloping. You know, he's larger than Jason and Jason just fucking picks him up and tosses him into the mirror, which is which is kind of cool. So that was my last like. Okay. Straight into the dislikes. You made a good point. Why could they not use establishing shots of New York City, its key landmarks, and then use a set. Yeah. Well... To, to, to play, you know, uh, Madison, Madison Square Garden or the Statue of Liberty or something. Yeah, well, the, the couple of ones that they brought up were that the boxing match was kind of envisioned or came out from an idea of it'll take place in Madison Square Garden... There was mention of Broadway, all these little things. And I thought, well, wouldn't it have been fucking cool if you just got a shot of them fucking running in Broadway or whatever and running into a theatre? You don't actually have to film the rest of it in New York. You just get in any old theatre. Yeah. I mean, there's only going to be a handful of Friday the 13th fans that go, ah, ah, that's not that theatre. Yeah. No one really gives a shit about that. That's, that's cinema. That's what people do all the fucking time. It kind of feels like this is a... This has got the biggest budget of all the Fridays. Yeah. And yet it looks as cheap as fucking chips. Yeah. And, and it looks like a TV movie. Yeah. And, like, it continues to piss me off because I look at fucking Lloyd Kaufman making the Toxic Crusader, the Toxic Avenger movies, shooting him across the river, but it looks like more of a New York fucking movie than this stuff does. Stuff like Larry Cohen ones. I remember Q, the Winged, Winged Serpent. Okay. They were flouting some fucking licenses and shit and just turning up with cameras and quickly filming something and pissing off before anyone was asking questions. Yeah, but fuck. But it's clear that some of that stuff is in New York. But, Jared, why is it that, okay, it's a Paramount picture, we can't do that shit. Roll up quickly with some cameras, shoot a quick couple of things and fuck off. Like, why can't, why are we not doing know. some sort of guerrilla work? Yeah. Like, yeah, and I the understand. Other one, the other one was because I just watched Zombie Flesh Eaters again. You watch the start where that 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 boat is just floating on the fucking Hudson, and you look at it and again. You're like, it's clearly New York City, and then hearing Joe Bob Briggs talk about it, yeah, Fulci fucking spent some time in New York. Okay, you got the shots on the outside of the boat. Anything on the inside of the boat, or some close-ups and shit on the boat, you can do that shit anywhere. You don't need to be... You don't have to have, to have that in your background. You've already established that shit. And again, he whipped together a van full of fucking zombies, jumped on... Uh, was it the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. Got him to walk across and got a, got a couple of fucking fantastic shots. And then got out of there before anyone noticed. But so you, but you're telling me Paramount couldn't get... You promised this movie. It feels like... It really feels like one of the highlight examples of what Paramount fucking felt this franchise was and this one it felt like they fucking ripped us off yeah they couldn't give a toss about it yeah couldn't give and a toss they'll just get us get the ticket sales and then they won't deliver on what it was and but to me it just once again showcases that Rob Hedden is just a just not a good director at all like mm. there, there seems to be absolutely not not a single fucking moment of 
ingenuity in any of what he does. It is just shot like fucking any idiot could have done. No craft? No craft. Like, I could have done it. And I, and I don't have any skill in that realm. Yeah. Because all of them were just st- static, simple shit. As, as, as in, ingenious as he got was um, the camera inside the Julius's head. Yeah. Which is a useless shot. It's yep. just a useless shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think Rob Hedden was the guy to direct this at all. And this is, again, what Paramount seemed to think of this, I think. Yeah. Is that, oh, yeah, he had the idea. Fuck, he can direct it. Yeah. Instead of going, you know what, let's find somebody who's hungry and willing to take a few chances on it. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, if they pull up in New York City, quick and dirty, get a couple actors out, let's do it. You've got two takes or three takes, let's fucking do it quick. And if the cops turn up, what are they going to do? Like, at the end of the day, oh, we're shooting a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. They seem to not be interested in that, but then they were fucking, weren't they, you know, they were putting fake names on shit so union people wouldn't come and visit and stuff like that. So yeah. they're obviously cutting corners somewhere. Well, you're happy to play the gorilla game back in the early 80s. Yeah. But now you don't want to do it? Yeah. And I think it's that's that's one of the most lingering, like you just felt cheated. Every time you watch it, you feel a little cheated. Especially when guys like Fulci and Larry Cohen are getting that shit done. Like... Uh, yeah with just, nothing with no yeah, money yeah so yeah that that stings it still stings and with no watch. backing like Rob Hedden could say to the cops Paramount picture this is a Paramount picture you can ring the you can ring Paramount yeah yeah, yeah. you know Paramount will back the fact that yes this is you know this is a legitimate film yeah Fulci and Cullen were making shit on the fucking slide they didn't want to tell anyone yeah of course I mean, we've got actors talking in different languages to each other. Exactly. <laughs> These guys need to get the hell out of there before they were deported. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I think, yeah, I, I can't get over that. It, it really still stings. It sticks. It sticks right in. Um, because you just see so many, you've seen so many movies do it now and get something that at least you say, well, I mean, Scream 6 did the same thing. They, they weren't in New York for much, but you, you, saw, you see portions of it and you're like, yeah. It's more than... Well, it looks, yeah, it looks a little bit like New York. Yeah. It is in parts of New York, but that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm not also, stupid to think that they would shoot the whole film there. No, correct. But as, as we said, you get a couple of those shots and then you get any old theatre and you put that set piece together of Jason in the, in the theatre. You get it done. Yeah. Um, and but, why were they boxing in Madison Square Garden? Because if it was a boxing fight between Julius and that other silly motherfucker, I mean, <laughs> you can't, that's that's like where that's where Muhammad Ali goes to fucking yeah, yeah. I, I Like I haven't heard much about it, but I would assume that it was in an empty Madison Square Garden or something. Muffin. And there was for some reason a boxing ring still in the middle. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> they do pack that shit down. Yeah, we know that, don't we? Direct. <laughs> 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 as far as I'm aware, if there's not a title bout on, the fucking place is a, it's a um, ice skating ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and on the same token, I can see why New York probably weren't keen to, to, you know, the city of New York were not keen to cooperate because you made the city seem like fucking hell on it. <laughs> Yeah, I thought fucking Fury Road was a bad place. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You know, you can't walk down. Well, for starters, we get a DJ who sounds like he's 
He kind of a peeping Tom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of he's mumbling some shit about you know the fucking terror in people and all this stuff, and <laughs> it's supposed to create this I don't know this gritty kind of vibe, atmosphere or, or something, but it doesn't create shit. It creates no. nothing, especially when we don't see New York again for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't help. I don't think any of those shots I show at the start was shot actually in New York City. Oh, God. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. You're trying to set the scene of New York and the characters that we're going to run into. Yeah. At the start with that fucking prog rock bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But for not one second, not one of those those set pieces that involve those characters that we see within that is in New York. It's actually shot in New York. It's all shot no. in Vancouver. My favourite's the businessman who's walking around with his umbrella up with me. He seems to be hovering around Bartertown, as we've kind of mentioned a few times. <laughs> he gets the shit beat out of his wallet. What are you doing there? Yeah. And then... But you again, got off the train at the wrong stop, did you? Yeah, again, she's New York, so we've got to fling it into what we later kind of come to think is a barrel of fucking toxic waste, which we'll get to later again. And then a rat crawls out of it. Like... <laughs> We've just summed up New York very a couple of shots. You got mugged, there's shit everywhere, <laughs> and there's rats. That's New York. Oh, thanks, thanks, Rob. Lord, thanks for that. <laughs> now, coming back to Rob Hedden, Jared, because I'm not finished with him. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, I know this is a eighth film in a in a in a long running franchise, and it's not meant to be scary, but at the minimum. You can do something. The kills should at least be exciting. Yes. Or a little bit of, you know. But you can grab a little bit of stalk. Yep. There is fucking none of it. No. Jason just lumbers into things. Like. Yeah. The guy, like the bloke's not a director's fucking bumhole. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm actually kind of pissed off because it's clearly just another thing where Paramount just take anyone. Yeah. Whereas Tom McLaughlin, like. I, I use Tom McLaughlin as a great example, or Joseph Zito as a great example. They were not horror filmmakers. No. They didn't have big resumes. No. They weren't well known, but they clearly had some talent and they knew this is what we have to make. Yes. Yeah. Well, Zito especially has shown that on a few occasions. Rob McLaughlin, sorry, Tom McLaughlin at least went to the lengths to say, well, okay, with this, if this is what it is, I'm going to take some of the gothic inspiration and I'm going to look at Frankenstein and stuff like that and did add a bit of that classic monster vibe to Jason in, but in some sense. McLaughlin also understood the brief mm. of what a Friday was supposed to be. Yeah. So Minus a couple of kills. <laughs> minus a couple of kills, but... <laughs> we, you know, we get told to add them later and everything's, everything's, everything's fine. Tickety-boo, but bottom line with top... Tom McLaughlin is he wanted to bring a gothic flavour yeah he did but he didn't shortchange the Friday the 13th what it was supposed to be this feels shortchanged it feels cheap it feels tacky it feels poorly made Mm -hmm. and poorly thought out (laughs) you're really sharpening up the axe there I am because and and again I I, I don't really Rob Hedden seems to have gone on to have a reasonable career, and mm. from everything I've read, this was not his bad. No. This stuff was not his bad. It didn't seem like he was keen to do it all that much, yes. other than an opportunity. Yes. So I appreciate the fact that he, I understand he took a, took an opportunity, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a major film. 
Yeah. But he didn't know what he was doing. No, probably not. Or what he was supposed to do with it. No, that's fair. And it's clear to see. Yeah. So, the logistics of Crystal Lake somehow kind of emptying out into an ocean and then getting them to New York makes no sense in any way. No, probably not. Like, there's no connective tissue. Is there anything said that I missed? I don't think so. I, I think don't. he does say in the documentary that he tried to... They tried to come up with a way to sort of say how that yeah. was happening. Yeah, But it just it wasn't working. Yeah. And I think, you know, it just came down to who, who gives a fuck. Yeah. Even if people ask that question, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just won't bother providing an explanation and no one will be able to fucking... No one's any the wiser. <laughs> it's, but yeah, it's, it's kind of silly. Yeah. Well, it just looks silly. Yeah. The whole start bit. It does. Yeah, we go from a little little thing just floating around on Crystal Lake. Just next to the camp. Next to the camp, and then next thing you know, we're fucking just about running into a cruise ship. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Mm. Okay, Jason, it looks the worst he's ever looked. The clothes, uh, the, 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 the special makeup on his arms doesn't yeah. look very good. He's constantly covered in goo. Yeah. I can get, like, I'm okay with the wet look. But he doesn't, yeah, as you said, it's constantly fucking slimy and it, it pales in comparison to part seven for me. Oh, yeah. They got that right. They yeah. got the weathered, grubby, zombie Jason sort of look really right. Yeah. For mine. And he'd been underwater for years as well. Yes, correct. He dried out like a piece of gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a large... I don't know. It's kind of like a. This is a human jerky. Combination between like a like a jerky and a and a fucking some sort of wood. There's a little bit of crunch and a little bit of dust involved. Yeah, probably. Right. So yeah, that's that's a downer. A big downer. And his face is just a. His face is a fucking it's fiasco. Just, it's, <laughs> it's a fiasco. Yeah, yeah. When it comes <laughs> off. Oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Even now, having seen it a bunch of times. They really cocked that up. <laughs> yeah, really got it. Like, and, and it kind of looks like cookie dough. Also. Like, yeah. it's, it's the nailed it cake version of Jason's head. Like, I understand that you, you know, you're on a tight schedule here. Yeah. But fuck. You've got, <laughs> like you've got $5 million. In part three, which was made for $3 million, they they looked at the first head that those were sculptured and they didn't like it. Yeah, they did it again. Exactly. I, like when you see this, you go. Someone says, "I'm not. Sh- I can't shoot that. I'm, the mask's going to stay on, or we do something different." Like, because yeah. I can't put that on camera as much as they ended up doing. Oh, Surely, man. it's shocking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it feels like a special effects group that doesn't did not do any homework. Yeah, well, I don't, know. I don't want to go to that length because I don't know how they ended up with that. I don't have the details of how they ended up with that, so I don't want to shit on any, anyone's work anymore that I already have by calling it a fucking fiasco. But <laughs> 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 like, I don't think you can get me out of it, can you? You may as well just dig right into it. <laughs> there must have been a reason why. I don't think anyone in that special effects group comes in and says, here we go, this is what we've come up with. We put our absolute best into it. There's been no restrictions placed on us whatsoever. 
budgetary time, none of that. We were able to just kind of really see this one through, and this is where it's landed. I don't think anyone comes in and says but that. But the fucking head doesn't. It does not resemble any other Jason film. No. So that says to me you didn't look at any of them. No. You Probably clearly not. didn't because you. you I mean, even if by sheer chance you, you're going, okay, we'll look at fucking part four. Yeah. I, no, actually, no. We'll look at part one yep. to see what Jason, young Jason looked like. Oh, I know. I know what we'll do. We'll do nothing <laughs> like it. Off, like really? Yeah. We'll do something that looks like cookie dough. Yeah. <laughs> do you like, know what I mean? Like a like grey cookie dough. Because the, the young Jason doesn't look anything like young Jason from the first. And it field. changes. Yes. Which, and, to me, kind of says a few of the times that Jason pops up in her mind that it, it is just a construction of her yeah. mind. But then it, again, a few times it pops up and it looks very different to her. Otherwise, she's fucking constructed it in her head. So. What's going on? I don't know. Because they, there's, one, there's parts where his eyes are just perfectly aligned. Yeah. It doesn't look like Jason. Like, it doesn't look like anything like young Jason. He's got hair and stuff. And then other times, he's got the one eye lower. He's got a bald head. What's I happening, I Adam? I don't know exactly, but I will say this. That they, there's a point in the opening part of the film where the guy tells the story about Jason. Mm. And I'll get to him in a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he tells He's not getting away unscathed. He says, he says oh, yeah, Jason, a young boy drowned in the lake. And they cut to a, a quick shot of Jason drowning. Yeah. And I, it, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, so Paramount Pictures, does it not own the original footage from the first movie? Why wouldn't you just cut in that, that bit where you see Jason floundering from part one? You tell me. Oh, Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Like, I'm just absolutely... I don't... I haven't got a clue why you would do that. No. And maybe... Is it a rights thing? Maybe some of that stuff's owned by those other guys? Yeah. I, it felt to me like it had to be something like that. But Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, shit. The music... I never thought I'd say this, but I missed Harry Manfredini. Yeah, so did I. I mean, if he'd have whipped out the same music that he's put in 13 other films, I'd have been okay if with that. If he'd whipped out whatever he put into Slaughter High, <laughs> yeah. this one, I would have still been happy. Of course. Absolutely. Um, it, it's really lacking. Yeah, it is. And I think they they had Manfredini's music and Fred Mullen's music in Seven, and I think that worked better. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Kind yeah. of, Mullen brought in this kind of pounding sort of beat, and Manfredini's usual stuff was sprinkled in there. Yeah, yeah. So, come part eight, they they gave it to Mullen himself, and his stuff. I mean, you barely even hear the kick. No, no. The only time it's even vaguely interesting is right at the start, that the Paramount logo is coming up. Mm. And he starts doing a similar thing, but it's Jay, Jay, isn't yeah. it? Jay, 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 like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, can't really add any further to that. I wasn't overly, overly pleased with it either. It was, it was basically, as you said, it didn't even register with me. No. It wasn't even, there was just nothing, nothing really there. Of the ways that we bring Jason back, 
and I kind of mentioned this before, yeah. I kind of look at it as post part six because yeah. part six is the one that established, yep, yeah, he's fucking dead, he's in a casket. We do the Frankenstein, which is kind of cool. I, I like that one, even as, as silly as it is. I like, as, as we said, Tom McLaughlin's efforts to kind of throw back to a, a classic monster there and do things that way. Seven, I know, again, some people probably don't necessarily like the carry vibe to any of that, but I'm like, okay, something different again. This is the least interesting way that, to bring him back out of those, those yeah. on the back of those couple And the of way, though, that both of those, you, the, the two that you mentioned, six and seven, the way Jason appears, so in six he sits up in the casket and yeah. attacks Tommy. Yep. And in seven he comes walking out of the lake. Yes. And, and it's, cool it's a really cool image, image of him. Yep. This one, you see his grubby fucking hands. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Covered in fucking... He looks like he's just been on a Nickelodeon game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's fucked up. So he's, he's even fucking... He's really double there. Yeah. And, and then his hair... I mean, honestly, his fucking hands were so slimy that I was expecting him to go... And just slip off. He would have fucking killed it on double there. Just oh. fucking burst through it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, you're right. It doesn't It doesn't look real good. It doesn't look good. And, yeah, there's actually holes in it. This is a minor thing, but there's holes in his gloves. And yeah. you can see that his fingers are perfectly fine. Yes. They're perfectly normal. Yeah. So that it, it, it ruins some of yeah, that. It takes, it takes a little bit of the shine off, a little bit of the yeah. mystique away. It just adds another fucking bad piece of work. But, yeah, when we clipped the fucking electrical line, I just kind of went, oh, yeah. So uh, even uh, we'd seen it again, we'd seen it so many times, but it just does nothing for me. <laughs> you drop anchor and the fucking anchor goes fucking 50 metres away. Okay. What a useless anchor! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the way the fucking boat down, isn't it? Yeah. What are we doing? Like, the boat didn't look like it was cruising along. It did look like it was steady. So how do we get? <laughs> anyway, I guess you're about to you're about to slide out through the um, opening into the ocean. Yeah, so yeah. Potentially, you probably need to. But that also brings up the question: If the anchor's down and clipped on that line, how do we, how do we get to the fucking cruise ship? If the anchor's down. Yeah. How does the boat? I don't recall Jason fucking pulling it up. <laughs> no, Jason's a little bit fucking shrewder than we thought. <laughs> yeah, well, he is. He demonstrates that in here too. Okay. Character threads are started. Mm. But just go nowhere. Yeah. They're about nothing. Yeah. Like the whole thing between the captain and his son. The captain. Oh. Holy Christ. Mate, that shit, you pointed it out. That's not, a, it's not a fucking ceremonial position. You don't just give it, you don't just take over. put your son <laughs> in the thing and say, here we go, it's time. Like, I believe you still have to fucking obtain some sort of license <laughs> to do that. No. No, you don't. And obviously... <laughs> Clearly, um, you just take the fucking wheel. He hadn't taken the test. I mean, tooting the horn is the easiest <laughs> thing to do. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be pretty confident I'd pass that phase of the test. Well, admittedly, of course I would. Tooting, 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 yeah, they'd have to tell me, yeah, you've done that. You can move on to the next yeah. one now. No, it's one not... more. <laughs> just got to make sure everyone knows. It is safety first. Tooting the horn for fucking ten minutes. Tooting the horn once, yeah. and then put a radio distress. Maybe tell me, okay, what's next? 
You fucking failed the test. Get out of here. Sorry. Can I do it once more? Before I'm, 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 I've just finished fucking high school. I'm pissed yeah. and partying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've been tooting the fucking you know, a song every time I got on it. Yeah. But based, based on the, you know, the, the form we see from the rest of the students through the film... His dad goes, this is, this is a sextant. And I'd be there going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the maturity level displayed by these students throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and look, surely that guy wasn't using a sextant, is he? <laughs> no. Like they were using the 1800s? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that, Dad. I'll just look at the stars and I'll fucking find my way from there. <laughs> I won't even turn this shit on, you know. <laughs> if, if I did turn it on, you could probably go to sleep and we'd still be all right because yeah. this shit's fucking steering for you. But, but uh, don't worry about it. It's supposed okay. to be that he, he he gets them to New York. Yeah. But that, that means shit. There's <laughs> nothing. Well, given that we fucking don't even... We, we barely see New York. And, yeah, <laughs> you're right. But the, what he hasn't realised is that off course they're in Vancouver. Exactly. <laughs> not in Fuck. New York City. Like, is British Columbia okay for you guys? Because <laughs> that's where we are. Sorry. I did my best. If only I had Dad's sex in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I looked at the stars and I thought we were in fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Him being a captain, useless. Yep. Rennie's issues with Uncle Charles... And some teacher that we barely even know. Mm. Yes, some of that's more resolved because, you know, the whole thing of Charles pushed her into the water to swim and she had the whole incident with Jason and all that. Yeah. That's kind of resolved. But some of the other stuff isn't. No. There seems to be a, 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 you know, a a love-hate relationship between the teacher and Charles, but that lasts for, like, two seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And then don't even get me started about JJ. Mm. The fucking guitar girl who's clearly not playing it. Well, you know, she's, so, she's, ripping out, she's ripping out a few chords. Yeah, you know, she's meant to be playing the guitar, and, like, and she's not. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, she says, she says we should shoot a video... He, he says, I'll go get some shockumentary footage. She says, oh, Tam- Tamara thinks you're... Tamara's not interested in you. Mm. And then she, two seconds later, she's downstairs and she had her head bashed in. Yeah. And I said to you, what kind of part is that for an actor? Yeah. But the actor would have just been like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I'm doing nothing. I'm just... It's as you said, it's a work. day's work. It's not good work. Good <laughs> Lord. Like, what a waste. Like, what a waste of a character. Yeah. I, yeah, it was kind of... I mean, JJ was the least of my concerns. But no, but what I'm saying is yeah, it have just continually showcased that there's you, you prioritise deaths, and this is not This is actually not Rob Hedden's fault, because I can guarantee you that's what the studio would have been saying. Yeah. You need to kill this many people. Yeah, of course. So you always have characters... I mean, the worst one is that dude who climbs a ladder and gets thrown on some side. I think he talks once. Yeah, yeah. He's the the bloke that would have giggled when they said Sexton. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) But, again, we go back to Tom McLaughlin. Remember the couple in the car? Yeah. They're not exactly deep 
deep no, roles. But it's kind of humorous. It's, it's, it's banter. Makes a bit of sense. You'd, you'd say it's reasonably worthwhile if, if your aim is we've got to get a couple extra people in here to get this done. I, I think the, the captain thing just goes nowhere other than to have him find his way, find their way in the rowboat. And everyone else is just sort of there doing their thing. Tamara gets a little bit to do, but it's kind of just, you know, just to cause a bit of, you know, just to sling a bit of mud and throw, throw a bit of shit in the mix and... Throw a bit of coke. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Hugh, I can't remember her character name, but she doesn't get much to do either. No. She just kind of tacks on and... Yeah. Nobody fleshed out. No. Nah. The only reason Julia stands out is because he is... <clears throat> I feel like the actor brings more to to the table. Yeah, yeah. And actually makes the character stand out. Yeah, he like, makes so it out. That Eric actor, if you took a, someone who was not as, perhaps not as charismatic or whatever you want to go with, uh, he that character disappears. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So I feel like it, it, it's not necessarily Rob Hedden's fault in this case because I feel like studio mandate was you kill as many people as you can. No. I think you're right. And also, I mean, Uncle Charles, some people love that kind of villain work in this one. It's so fucking one note. Yeah. There's not a shred of fucking depth beyond him being a rampant asshole, which, yes, in particular circumstances, is going to work and is meant to evoke a reaction from me in wanting Randy and co to achieve their goals and him fucking stepping in the way all the time. Yeah. But there's got to be more than just that and nothing else, doesn't there? Correct, and especially if he's he's in the role of your primary carer, and he's going to come up with this supposedly complicate her fucking emotions down the track when she remembers. Thanks to a fucking you know, thanks to a fucking quick speedball in the streets of New York. (laughs) You remember, which I believe is what you do when you go there. Yeah, of course, that's all you do apparently. Like, but yeah, I, I can't stand him. Like he just wears you down. Yeah, and and eventually, like, because there's nothing else, you just know exactly what he's going to do every time. But even he's after gonna stand in opposition and be a pain in the ass, and it just fucking wears you down. And even after you know Julius tells him to stick it up his ass, yeah, he doesn't even temper his style. No. Then still the same, you know, and he keeps sort of carrying on with this. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Just because you're the oldest person doesn't mean you actually know anything about. The cruise ship. No. The place is on fire. Everyone's dying. You don't know anything. No. So you know you just go along with what's going on. This has happened on your watch. We no longer listen to you. You quietly (laughs) jump overboard (laughs) and hope that you get back to shore. I take my chances overboard. Well, see, Jason has no fucking opposition. If you're if you're taking charge of things here. I'm going for a dip. Yeah, <laughs> or I'm finding a lifeboat Titanic style, not filling it up properly and getting on. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? The opening scene that we talked about earlier showcasing New York and yeah. having that, that rock music and everything, yep. that feels out of place. It doesn't feel like a Friday the 13th movie at all. No. So we, we come feels off like on the Cobra. wrong foot. <laughs> <laughs> feels like Cobra. Is that what you said? Yeah. Right. If that's what you were going for, you've got problems. <laughs> it feels like a different movie, hmm. and so immediately you're off the off the. You're on the wrong foot. Yeah. And we don't see Jason until fifteen minutes in, is it, or something like that? Yeah. 
Oh, I think it's a bit shorter. Than that. Okay, maybe ten minutes in. Yeah. We don't sort of open. We with have to spend a bit of time with those. Two a recap or a, you know, a no. shot. Or even in part seven, there's a that the film opens with Tina killing her father when she's young. Yeah. But we see Jason underwater. Yeah. Chained to the rock. So it already set the tone that this is what happened. Yep. Plus, I believe Seven starts with the whole, you know, recap of Jason. You know, few have seen him and lived and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so again, that does a good job of that. Whereas Eight doesn't start with that. It just starts with this god-awful <laughs> music and this god-awful idiot DJ rambling <laughs> on and, and these shots of supposedly New York yeah, and the yeah. kind of bad characters we see there. Yep. Doesn't feel right. Um, no, it's a real it's, bad way to start. Yeah, it doesn't get you off on the right foot, that's no. for sure. And then we kind of, we go into the boat. Yeah. With those two fucking nuffies that are carrying on in there. As you said, old mate on the boat there. I mean, number one, I had the issue with how they brought Jason back together. Like, how they brought him back into the picture. But the way of getting the mask... It's one of the worst of that too. One well, of the most it's primarily that entire sequence of him cock blocking himself. <laughs> he cock blocks himself twice. Yeah, yeah. So he is this. She's pulling his girlfriend's undies down. Yeah. And then he starts going. He, she goes, "I heard something. Okay, I got to go check." Now I am racing out there going, "No!" Immediately hoofing it back. Yeah. yeah. Pull the curtain back slightly. Look out, no, no, we're good. Everything's all right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm going, who cares? <laughs> right in. Yeah, I'm not beginning. Yeah, yeah. So he cock blocks himself there. Yeah. He comes back and then tells the story of Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking about getting the soft on. <laughs> yeah. But then he proceeds to go and make it even worse. By, by pranking her. Oh, we, we'll, get, we'll get back in our embrace for another fucking 10 seconds or so before, yeah, I pull a prank on you and pretend I'm Jason. Like, if you're pulling that, she's saying, put your pants back on, you fucking idiot. Yeah. We're done here. Get over. <laughs> we are now, done here. Yeah, well, that's right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that entire sequence of him faking Jason exists so Jason can get a mask. Correct. Makes no sense to do that. It's predictable. It's it's so stupid. It is very stupid. And then, to add to that, if you have just seen your boyfriend have a spear gun rammed through the middle of his stomach mm. by some random character, you jump out the window. You jump overboard. Yeah, I'm taking you my chances. You do not hide on the boat in a tiny little... There's no space, you can't, there's no. no escape route. We saw you not far from the shore. You jump overboard. Yeah. Make him come after you. Isn't Crystal that... Lake is, you know, Crystal Lake is a swimmer's haven, we've seen previously. <laughs> there's not much to contend with in the conditions. And yeah, we had the shot previously where you saw the stuff in the background. I actually think that would have been kind of cool. She jumps overboard, she swims up there. Back to the camp. Yeah, and Jason. Tracks her down into the camp hmm. and kills her. Yeah. Just as a throwback to those films. Yeah, could have worked. Right. So that whole sequence just sucks. <laughs> it does. It, it's such a shit way to start the movie. Yeah. 
Like it's so sort of generic and so boring and so yeah like lacking that you're just like Ugh. Mm. and then we immediately open with oh yeah you're a great writer isn't that what Rennie is a writer yeah it's which a writer. It is is mentioned once yeah at the start yeah yeah and this, this so uh, we can give you Stephen King's pen this used to be used by <laughs> Stephen King should be fucking suing this man <laughs> no yeah where'd you buy that to <laughs> <laughs> come on eBay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a genuine oh, certificate of authenticity. I want my name removed from said uh, film from now yeah. on. So it's mentioned, again, it's not one of these subplots that goes nowhere. Mm. You're a writer, you're, here's the pen that Stephen King used in high school. <laughs> I still can't stop laughing at that, like, honestly. No one would get their hands on a pen that I used in high school because I fucking broke them all. Oh, and, yeah. You know, they would... Well, I dumped them in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, at the end of high school. yeah. With all my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I threw my work out. I didn't want anyone yeah. to steal it. I knew that wasn't going to be worth anything anytime soon. Like, yeah, okay. No one was buying my projects <laughs> for, yeah. for cash. Now, now, here's, you brought up a very interesting thing about crazy, the crazy Ralph character. Which yeah. Is the deckhand. Yeah. He tells it's just a crazy Ralph that smells like fish. In this yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you mentioned he, he bails up... Is it McCulloch? He bails up McCulloch early, but someone beforehand... I think it's... I can't even remember. Maybe it's Sean. That's right. I think it's Sean. Yeah. He, says, he says, this voyage is doomed. <laughs> and, then, and then once he goes, yeah, tell me about it. Hop <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> I'm thinking, so hang on a second. You're telling everybody who's on the boat... This voyage is doomed. Get off. Like, yeah, don't, yeah. like you don't stay on. Like, like Crazy Ralph, yeah. in the first one, he tells them that the, the place is trying to stay. Out, he's trying to stay out of their way somewhat. But he rides off. Yeah, he rides off. He comes back in part two. For some to, to reasons unknown. Uh, overseas. And but he's trying to just kind of peek in to see. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't consider that he was trying to involve himself this bloke just says your voyage is doomed hop aboard (laughs) (laughs) tickets yeah yeah, tickets please I'll collect make sure you got it because I'll collect when I jump on there this voyage is doomed (laughs) and stay away from the second level I've recently mopped (laughs) like fuck come on (laughs) like come on mate like that's that's not that is not the point of crazy Ralph no crazy Ralph is to tell you not to go there. But well, wouldn't they don't have made just sense that he's on the boat and then kind of decides it's doomed once they're off? Like once they're once they're safe once they've set sail. That <laughs> makes more sense, yes. But even this thing, he he tells them that they're doomed. Yeah. And then the next you know thing we get is the de- the deckhand's gone missing. Mm. We haven't we haven't been able to locate the deckhand, so he's the kill. Yeah. That's you the know. only sensible thing Charles says in the whole movie. Yeah. It must be him. Yeah, fuck, I'd be pointing fingers in that direction too. Well, yeah. He keeps whispering weird shit to me. <laughs> he told me something about being doomed and the fact that some, one of the toilets was clogged. I wasn't there for I don't know. He blamed me. It wasn't. Yeah, I was listening. <laughs> they try to show the boat. It's a party atmosphere on the boat and they cut around these tiny little groups doing <laughs> <laughs> these piss poor things like yeah, yeah. skeet shooting and fucking there's a there's like a disco but there's like 10 people at it so tell me this we got we got the skeet shooting 
Why didn't we involve that in a kill somewhere? Yeah. Well, well they got the guns and stuff for it. Yeah, yeah. The disco they tried to try to throw in a little bit there. But he the, is the perfect for for that. Yeah, that well that, that's a prime example of you didn't really do much with it, but yeah, it, none of it looks convincing. No. You can tell there's eight people on board. Yeah, eight to ten. <laughs> and I know they have the flooding and the fire and everything. And it's like, well, everyone else died. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they were in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it just feels so lo-fi. It's, again, another situation where you've taken this big-time concept and you've shrunk it down into nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, by pinching pennies... You have shrunk this into absolutely nothing. And again, I feel like, again, this isn't necessarily Rob Hedden's fault. And I'm not, you know, I'm not shying away from the fact that I think his direction is really poor. And what he actually ended up writing is poor. But if he'd have been given some more money and maybe given more time in New York City to do a bit more, perhaps it would have been a better product. Well, it definitely would have been better. I, you know, can't can't say that for certain, but I, I feel it's it really would have been a much more interesting, much more interesting kills, yeah. possibly more exciting from that chase sequence kind of perspective. Like, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, and then why are we pushing people off cruise ships? I mean, people fall off cruise that's ships just and disappear not funny. immediately. Yeah, like they, that happens regularly. You can't. Turn, it's got a fucking wide turning circle, mate. You yeah, can't yeah. just turn around. Yep. Yeah, so no. Rennie's gone. Yeah. Or well, Tamara's facing some pretty hefty consequences. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Although, again, getting back to Uncle Charles, when he kind of fucking bursts in and says, "Where's your project?" Mate, that shit's before you get on the boat. If you haven't delivered your project, you're not on the boat. Look, I didn't believe I didn't deliver my project. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I sit there now and I say I'm on the boat. Yeah. I don't have my project. Why would I have my project on the boat? Yeah. As you pointed out, he says it's a biology project, doesn't he? So he's like, we start dissecting frogs. Do I have to go and fucking catch a frog and then cut it up on here, or what? Are we? Yeah. What, what sort of <laughs> like? It's so stupid. Yeah. And it's again, it's another one of these. Oh well. Where that it tries to use the whole blackmail thing, which fucking goes nowhere either. Yeah, stupid. And this is what I mean. You, you throw this in there, you say that Tam- Tam- Tamara's blackmailing Charles and, and Wayne is her sort of minion. Yeah. And then she is immediately killed. Yep. And that is just, there's nothing further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why is it in there? And as we said... Why couldn't Tamara just be the bitch? Charles is putting up quite a feeble fight when she tries to oh. push him on the bed and stuff. Don't, she says. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's kind of... She pushes him down there and he's kind of laying there with his then arms. Then he starts groping his hands and shit. He's kind of like, oh, oh, don't stop that. Like, it's kind of just... It's laughable. Oh, it's laughable. Don't even go to her room. No, Again, that's right. the biology project, who gives a shit? If yeah. I'm Charles, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to New York. We checked that list beforehand. Two days before we were due to get on the boat, we wrapped up, you know, the check-throughs of the biology projects and anyone that didn't have them was on the fucking blacklist. Yeah. So you're not getting okay. on. Okay, so somehow you got on here. Who cares? Why am I going to butt heads with you? Yeah, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, it's stupid. Fucking ridiculous. Stupid. 
I'm endlessly impressed. It never fails to impress me, Jason's knowledge of electronics and electricals and wiring and, you know, his ability to just know that if I yank this particular cord, that's going to fucking put the communication system of the whole cruise ship out. Because as far as I can tell, this is the first time this motherfucker's fucking had any awareness of what a cruise ship actually is. I know. Jason is... Very resourceful. He is. He's extremely resourceful. He is. The man doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, he can walk underwater by himself. <laughs> fucking. I mean, nobody, nobody has an intricate knowledge of not only the, the electrical system, but he also sets up the fire alarm, doesn't he? Or he, yeah. he does something yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah. I've been led to believe by some of these tall tales that Jason would struggle to read. Well, I asked the question, <laughs> when, he, when has he been through? I'm certain he wasn't on any ship when we went through the fire, fire proceed, emergency procedures and discussed that this is the thing that we pull if there's a fire. And How does he know? <laughs> but I remember in part two I mentioned that, did he bring Alice? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. Does <laughs> that fucking potato head know anything about Rotary oh he's been living out he honestly he's living in a fucking hoarder's <laughs> apartment well he's in his apartment yeah. it's shocking it's a sh- shit bite it is definitely one without flushing water oh. that has a large pile of turd because you <laughs> yeah. you can't flush it <laughs> exactly he has no concept of using a rotary phone no right hell now, no someone rings up Alice yeah. My assumption is it's Jason. If you handed Jason two tin cans on a string and gave one to him and held one yourself and asked him, what do you think we do with this? He'd be looking at it for a long time to try to figure it he out. He then strangles you. But, but, there is no a- fucking concept <laughs> that this guy could know anything about anything. And no. if you're going to say to me, well, you just have to swallow it. No, I don't have to swallow it. Because yeah. you're asking me to swallow the fact that a fucking crystal, camp crystal lake, a lake, <laughs> empties out into the ocean. So yeah, you yeah. want me to swallow that. I'll swallow that. But also swallow that Jason is a fucking electrical engineer. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, Jason is also a teleportation fucking specialist. Oh, yeah, of course. That's His, his skill at the teleportation is never better than this one. <sighs> He moves yeah. like a fucking cat. Two prime examples. Two prime examples. So we've got the ladder, where we see... It's literally two seconds where we see a clear ladder behind the guy. Yeah. Before Jason... And Jason kind of standing there looking at him just shortly before that. I reckon it's, yeah, two, three seconds, bang. He's on him. And then we get the one where Charles sees Jason and then runs, but keeps looking over his shoulder like and a then POV. into a building. It's almost like a POV shot. Mm. So we're kind of led to believe he's looking at Jason, slips, slips into a building. Seconds later, he's being hurled out the second-story window. But are we sure he wasn't thrown out by a group of drug dealers? <laughs> well, he could have been. He might have walked in on a deal. He wasn't supposed to be voting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, yeah, he teleports like nobody's business. No. And this is the, what I mean. This movie, and unfortunately Rob Hedden brings it up in the, in the documentary m- numerous times, that we just got to a point where we could not give a fuck whether the audience was willing to accept something or not. Yeah. We just decided that, oh, they just love to see Jason. 
But yeah, the yeah. problem is, no. But there's We've reasons, actually grown tired of seeing There's reasons Jason. we love to see Jason. Yes. And you didn't kind of... You didn't any cover of any of them. Yeah. And you can't just say, oh, you just swallow it. It's, 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 it's fun. It's entertainment. No, because it's actually not very entertaining either. At this point, I'm swallowing it like fucking Jason swallows lake water. I know. Being under there for fucking four years. And vomits it back up randomly back up. at the end. Of course. Yeah. But it's just... Jason is a fucking idiot. <laughs> but so there not is clearly. No, clearly no way he could know any of this stuff. Yeah. Whereas what I would have done was... You do get in... Because... There is no fucking point of them co- them contacting the Coast Guard. What does it matter? Well, wouldn't it make because sense that they there's do? there's a storm, the fucking boat catches fire not long after they make the Mayday yeah, yeah, call, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it starts to sink. But I was going to say, even if they did contact the Coast Guard, wouldn't that work? Because it's a couple more people for Jason to fucking pick off. No, but it's easy. The Coast Guard ways. responds with... The storm puts us in an d- impossible position. We can't come out and rescue you. Coast Guard responds with, uh, who's on the line here? I haven't heard of any fucking captaincy credentials yeah, from yeah. you, young man. Like- <laughs> Pull the horn four times. <laughs> play me the, um, you know, the... Play the complicated rhythm. That's the secret, the international secret symbol. <laughs> That's how we'll know that you have passed your fucking captaincy exams. <laughs> uh, but it makes no sense, Jared, because everything else, the boat starts to go down. Yeah. So why do we care that we got in touch with the Coast Guard? Why does Jason yeah. have to disable the radio? Just, we can just easily... There was such an easy way around it. Just to demonstrate that he's capable of so much more than we give him credit for, Adam. And he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, we're making a call on the radio. Jason's suddenly at the radio tower going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I reckon there should be a scene of him just pulling every fucking wire he can find. None of it's working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it again. I feel like it's this. It's Paramount, and it's the producers, and it's uh, Rob Hedden with absolutely zero respect for the zero respect for the audience. Because it's basically saying we don't care that they won't... They Oh, Jason's fucking teleporting everywhere, but who cares? Yeah, they won't ask us about that. Yeah. Well, like, we kind of do. We do a little bit if you just do it with fucking impunity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's all these stupid unanswered questions or questions that don't need to be answered, but you've decided that you'd make a fucking mockery of them. Yeah. So that's the bit that pisses me off. Yeah, that's annoying. But Getting back to Charles, he deserved much worse. Much worse. His kill sucks. He's the most fucking irritating character in the whole movie. He's possibly the most irritating character in the whole series. He's up there. Interesting. I need to rewatch them all. Yeah, yeah. To find that out. But, yeah. I mean, Shelley and that fucking peanut who wants Vic was the help. Vic was the fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Woodworking stuff. Yes. He's up there too. He's up there. There's a handful of them. But Charles is is in the mix. Oh, definitely in the mix. And it just—it's such a—it just dumps him in a barrel of—is it toxic waste? Well, I mean, it's New York City, so I'm assuming. Believe British Columbia to be a fucking vat of I don't know, sparkling water or something. I think <laughs> that what happens this is yeah. 
what it would seem, judging by this film, is that you put your bins out, you put your bins, you put your fucking recyclables, and you put your toxic waste next to it. Correct. So there's always a barrel of toxic waste. There's always a barrel of toxic waste handy in New York. Because he gets dumped in that, he He drowns, it's really fucking low rent. Yeah, terrible. And it even looks really bad, it's shot... And Kane Hodder's holding his legs and going like a <laughs> wiggly like around. It just looks so stupid. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely one of the low points. Definitely. Again, just back to that. Was there a period in you in the history of New York City that I'm unaware of where people just randomly dumped toxic, toxic waste on the street? Or no. that was a legitimate concern? No. Well, how come it fucking always pops up in the movies? <laughs> Which movies? Apart from this, Toxic one? Avenger. Yeah, well, that's shit around the streets. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the, the, the Toxic Avenger, the municipal services seem to be picking this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the back of a truck. There is actually something going um, on there. But, yeah, but also, so why is there fucking bats to shit everywhere? I fucking don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't actually answer the, answer the question of... Well, oh, no, we're meant to... Oh, no. We're pretty lucky we've run into you. I mean, the, the, the fucking sewers flood with Toxic Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the same thing as we need to kind of move water around to, to kind of find uses for that water or the, you know the, the sewerage or whatever you know we do treat some of that it's, shit and it's fucking New York City not Chernobyl yeah and I'm pretty sure there would still be fucking concerns about like gases and shit coming <laughs> off that that are you know wafting up into the the well populated streets of New York City wouldn't there it's a city that never sleeps. There's still people on the streets at midnight. But why? <laughs> what? So, so, but what's the explanation? Like the guy goes, it floods out with toxic waste at midnight, and then he proceeds to say nothing further. <laughs> yeah. The first question. Why is that? Why is that? Happening? Yes. Why the fuck are we washing out the sewers with toxic waste? Yeah. And I'd think if it happened at midnight yesterday and I'm fucking treading my way through where it was, there might be some issues still. <laughs> Am I wrong there? Yeah, yeah. Or I, mean, I, might, I might need some sort of suit. It's corrosive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fuck. Well, yes, I mean, it turns Jason into a boy. <laughs> And then the, the most, and then again, it's another one of these things where I keep coming back to people who couldn't give a fuck about them, the questions that this movie was going to raise. Yeah. Is toxic waste flushing the sewers? Question number one. Not yeah. answered correctly. Not answered correctly. Not answered in any way. Why, why the, you know, your household toxic waste hasn't been picked up <laughs> in weeks. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I use a lot of toxic waste <laughs> in my cooking. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of meals that you possibly classify as toxic waste that have come out of your kitchen. Yeah, yeah there's a couple. Of, there's still a couple. <laughs> but what I, what I mean is... Okay, okay. So, household toxic waste is an issue. Yeah, we can leave this a separate issue to the flooding of all the rest of the toxic waste, all the industrial toxic waste. Yeah, I did totally separate. Like, we can't answer every, all the fucking questions in this movie, but... We did one at a time. One at a time. This is the first one. 
you flood in the fucking area of toxic waste, right? Okay? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we told Rennie and and Sean they've got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, old mate, fucking Bill Nye, the size guy down in the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the fucking sewers <laughs> gives us zero explanation because the talking waste coming through in a minute just be yeah. careful then Reddy uh, punches the top of like a bucket <laughs> there's a fucking random bucket of toxic yeah. waste lucky it's in a, in a material that doesn't corrode oh clearly because it's got nail on the side yeah, because yeah. she picks it up by hand must be the same material that the ladder's made of because that's still there even though it's been fucking bathed in toxic waste every night for the last <laughs> However long, I don't know. Seems like a well. <laughs> seems like a well. Um, a well placed. Well, it's a well fucking plan. Well, well, well placed kind of city um, institution. At Was this Giuliani point. in charge of New York City at this time? Because maybe the toxic waste thing is legit. Was <laughs> it? No, no. But oh, shit. she then throws toxic waste in Jason's face. Mm. But by holding the bucket. Mm. Which There's would have been splash. fucking splashing toxic waste everywhere. Yeah. And it probably would have been on the edges of the bucket. Yeah, yeah. And Jason's face fucking immediately starts going... <laughs> and then he goes... <laughs> that looking fucking ahead of you. But, but... But... So there's a question. Yeah, yeah. And then it disintegrates Jason into a little boy. That seems plausible. What was that about? Yeah. And even my head and listening to him, he tries to say, he, he does not even bother to explain <laughs> why they did His His thing is all kind of like circling back to the first movie. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You circle back as much as you want, but it doesn't make sense, Rob. <laughs> like it's, you, all you've done is made me continue to fucking walk in circles trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, but you, when you're circling back to Friday the 13th, I don't remember Toxic Waste involved. Yeah, I so don't know. fuck. What are you talking about? Like, don't what know. are you? Why are you doing this? I think he knows. And then remember they were going to have that sequence where the little boy comes out of Jason's mouth. <laughs> and they cut that out. Oh my <laughs> that god! That was a deleted scene oh where they had built a fake god. head. And they had the little boy come through as all the water. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. All I came, all I come around to is it's her manifestations. It's, it's her, yeah, the manifestations of her fears. I don't believe, like, in the, in the, well, it makes no fucking sense if Jason is there during her swimming lessons, and I feel no. like it's just, like, a manifestation of her fears and, and what fucking Charles is, and the trauma that Charles is fucking... And, or, A, what kind of asshole does that? Well, so pushes a small child in a swim. <laughs> I believe if you talk to Laurie Lawrence, he'll tell you the best way to fucking teach someone to swim is just drop them in a deep lake. Pick them up by the ass of their shorts and just get them in the Safest way to do it. You when know I can't touch the bottom, there's you know no, no chance of touching the bottom. You know what? I remember actually going to classes to learn how to swim. Yeah, yeah. I didn't exactly. have to just get chucked in the water and get told you fucking me. And I recall a tapering kind of pool edge. <laughs> So that if you got above your head, you could just kind of scurry up a couple of fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, steps. Exactly. You're, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not the way. So the fucking Charles McCulloch handbook about yeah, how to, how to no, swim. Of course. Noted swim coach. <laughs> swim coach. But yeah, I, I believe that's just like a manifestation of... Because it just continues to, to just pop up in places it couldn't possibly be for the rest of the movie. And then <laughs> it couldn't possibly... Toxic waste could not possibly turn Jason into a little boy. So... 
that's where I sit. Well, this is the thing. I can't go any deeper. But could it? I go finger Because toxic waste seems to be everywhere in New York City. So. So Jason should have been a boy from the time he fucking stepped on the shore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stepped on the dock. I mean, even Jason didn't want to go to New York. No, so no. nasty. <laughs> like, he was like, Jason oh, was can, can we do this back at the boat? Yeah, yeah. Let's stay just on the boat. finish this up back here. But I mean, I've already cut all the cords and done all that shit. All the supernatural stuff does not work. No, does not work. Has no place. No. Um, and people would argue, well. You know, part seven was going down a supernatural route anyway. Yeah. Part six kind of went down it a little bit. Yep. Seven does it better because it puts one against him. Yes. Like that's it. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, it's a sort of like carry. And it's Jason. easy to understand. It's easy to understand. She controls things with her mind. Yeah. Just like Carrie did. Exactly. So even if it's you know you, you buy that shit or you don't, nothing kind of goes. Well, hang on a minute. Everything that she does with her mind is like, yeah, that seems within the realm of what we've kind of been, what's been established that she can do. Yes, exactly. Now, I believe Rob Hedden said something about we were going in a supernatural route. Sorry, because sorry. I went a little far with that. I don't believe she could fucking bring back a person who was supposed to have been dead for donkeys and come back looking like he's just had a quick dip. Are you talking? A little bit of a blue hue you're to him. about his father? Yes. Her father? Yeah, yeah, her father. And Jason. She's done it pretty successfully a couple of times. Fucking hell, mate. I mean, who else is coming out of that lake? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I believe in part seven where I remember asking the question when they said, she said, um, I saw someone come out of the lake, a man. Which man? How many are in there? Yeah, there's a few. There's a <laughs> How many drowned blokes are in that place? Well, there's those lake? two, but Jason certainly stashed a couple in there, actually. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But... The supernatural element, Rob Hedden, I believe, says it in the documentary, it was kind of like to, to, you know, stay in keeping with the Freddies and that, who was, you know, Freddie was starting to become super popular and, mm. you know, we wanted to keep... Yeah, yeah, different the, series, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's called the Nightmare on Elm Street, mate, we're not making one of them. But it doesn't work. Yeah. No. It, at no point is any of that shit interesting. No. I don't believe it's it. the trauma that she went through and all this stuff. No. Make it fucking simple. Yeah, make it simple. You know, a hard and fast rule. Like at midnight, you've got to be out of the sewer. <laughs> Everyone understands that. <laughs> that is honestly the dumbest thing this series has ever cooked up. Well, now, this... can you do... I'm, I'm, I'm Googling this shit later. What? The toxic, the toxic waste went through yeah. the sewer. I want to know the history of toxic waste in New York. Yeah. And where it used to fucking... Because <laughs> I believe they were burying it somewhere. Like, not... Yeah, yeah. I thought they were burying it. They weren't pouring it down to sewer. If there, was, if there was this fucking toxic waste set up that they've got, it's not at midnight. You just don't go... You just don't go near that shit. Yeah. Unless you're well equipped. But who's... Even the worker wasn't equipped. Who's... He didn't have a fucking hazmat suit on. So who pulls the trigger on Rude. You got to, no, you fucking got, you got to, like, there's got to be a, like, a, 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 a big fucking thing full of toxic waste that you then pull yeah, the yeah. thing and it goes. I imagine it's just like a massive bucket, like, so a, we, like a, like a water park that just kind of fills up to a certain level and then just goes. So where is that? Like, Who, who's got involved? Who's got it? Who's got fucking it? Fucking nobody knows. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. I think that's the worst ending of any of them. Yeah, like as you said. Even if you attribute it to the mental kind of thing, you're still sitting here 
with so many questions. Mm. I've got plenty. Yeah, like I she still got know what he looks like. She clearly doesn't know what he looks like because every time he manifests in her imagination, he looks fucking different. Anyway, that's it for me. Yeah, I think uh, that's pretty well covered it for me too. Yeah. We've been talking on the dislikes <laughs> for quite some time, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Put I mean, this... I didn't. I didn't kick for the fucking crazy Ralph character enough. No, yeah, because he's, he's constantly hanging around saying something stupid, and and is clearly like he he. Without visually seeing it, he hears Jason kill some people and then kind of just goes, looks side to side and fucking walks off. Yeah. I mean, I'm going... You are derelict in your duties, sir. Fuck. Go to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's all I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that's the worst Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. I think Jason Goes to Hell is a bit more fun than this. Yep, I think f- even um, five, which five. I, I can't stand either. Yeah. But at, at least I look at Demon and I yeah. get a laugh. I get a couple of laughs in there. A couple of the sillier elements of that one I do find funnier than this one. Yeah. Um, and even though it's a little bit kind of seedy in some aspects, again, there's not as many questions on what's going on. Yeah, but it's also other than the it is a straight work that couldn't it is a straight slasher. It's a straight slasher. Yeah, this one is trying to meld slasher and supernatural and failing miserably at both. Yeah, which is, which is very problematic. And it, of it, all the Fridays, Freddy, how does he end up with this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> but of all the Fridays, this is the one that's least entertaining. Yeah, that's probably fair. That's I think where you got to go with it. Mm. That those movies are about entertainment, and that this is very, very, very lacking. Light on in entertainment. It's about as entertaining as a fucking midnight bath in New York City in the sewers. Oh, yeah. It's about as entertaining as fucking farting in an elevator. <laughs> All right. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. On Instagram at thrillmepodcastau and at podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for the details of the next film. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at thrillme, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.